Before we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what it would feel like to have your dream clients begging to work with you. Your DMs are flooding with inquiries, emails are pouring in, and your past clients are sending over all of their friends to work with you. Trust me, babe, you've been putting in the work, investing in your education, and reaching new levels in your self-development and skills. I see you. But do your dream clients actually see you online? I have a handful of intuitive content coaching calls available and would love the opportunity to help you shine online. Check out kianamarie.com slash connect to learn more. Together, we work closely to generate a ton of content for your business, not just trends, but genuine content that feels true to you and your business. From my kitchen table to yours, we come up with a content plan flooded with behind the scenes clips, client experience, and upcoming events. You are a big deal, my love. We just need more people to know about you. Let's capture that twinkle in your eye and share your passions online. Your dream clients are just one scroll away from finding you. Let's connect with them. Find more details at kianamarie.com slash connect. I can't wait to see you shine online. Now let's get this party started. You know those friends that you have, that you have known for years. And if someone were to ask you how you two met, you would just look at each other and smile and think, honestly, I don't even know. You two have experienced highs and lows together in your business, in real life, and even shared some juicy things going on in relationships that have helped you feel aligned help you feel empowered, loved, and encouraged. And maybe even these friendships happen from across the country or globally. Let's not stop just in our country, but around the world. This is the definition of the friendship with my friend, Laylee. We met at a workshop years and years ago. And at that time, we were budding photographers, super excited to learn from Hope Taylor and then take our business to the next level. Laylee Amati is a dear friend that everyone needs in their back pocket, up in their business, and to help feel supported. Laylee has taken an incredible business that she has turned her photography business into an educational, just amazing warehouse, man. She is pumping out education and resources for photographers, creatives, and entrepreneurs to take what they know, share what they love, and actually create a curriculum that helps your clients and students succeed. I'm talking about those passive courses, online education pieces that actually get people excited to learn from you and leave with results. This is Laylee, and this is very, very long overdue for this introduction. She is a dear friend of mine, and let's get this party started. Welcome, Laylee Amati. Welcome to Kiana Marie Weekly, a podcast for creatives who love to celebrate wins, big or small, by dancing in the kitchen, photographers who are excited to serve their clients, and friends who are ready to chase really, really big dreams. You can find all of the resources mentioned in this episode at kianamarie.com slash podcast. Join me as I share weekly motivation, chat about growing pains, finding genuine connections, and celebrating your wins through the lens of a photographer at heart. Come join me for a dance party. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, Laylee. How's it going? Hey, friend. I'm good. How are you? Oh my goodness. I'm doing so great. I am so grateful to have you on the podcast. I remember when you started your podcast and I was one of your first guests on there. And I'm like, why has this taken so long for Laylee to get on my podcast? I'm so happy you're here. 
I'm, I remember that so clearly. I think you were like my first guest. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That was so long. And that ago. was like three years ago. That's crazy. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, I'm so grateful to have you here and to introduce you to all of my people. <laughs> yes. So, okay. One thing I know about business is business is and always will be, even though all these things are changing, technology is changing, business will always solve problems. And I noticed that you quickly noticed a problem in the industry where a lot of uh, photographers, small business owners, and creatives kind of saw this carrot or saw this opportunity of education, and they want to pivot and start offering more education in their business. But you notice that not all of us are born natural educators, right? So can you explain about this pivot and about how you kind of like filled this gap and this much needed resource for educators? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you and I both, we've been around the block, you know, we've been around for a while. Um, we met really early on in our careers. So I know that you have been around just as long and if not longer, but we've been to a lot of events. We've been to a lot of conferences. Both of us love investing in our education. And I, when I started my business, I was a full-time high school teacher and I did curriculum development for my school district. And I would go to these conferences and I would see these speakers and these educators and there just was like a disconnect. Like I knew they were smart. I knew they knew what they were doing, but they weren't doing the best job of like teaching and communicating. And so I really wanted to like help them and help people like us who have a lot of knowledge and we have a lot to share, but like don't know how to share it well, I wanted to help them succeed so that everybody who was learning from them could succeed too. So that's kind of how the idea was sparked was just like my two worlds kind of colliding and seeing where things were getting like dropped, you know? I love that. Well, and I feel like you really took charge. You like, you noticed there was, a, I don't want to say a problem. Like I would say like, you noticed like a weakness <laughs> in the industry and you made some pivots and you made some changes. So I, you know, for those that don't know you, you were a high school teacher and then you rolled right into photography. So you actually do have a background, a very well published and award-winning photography background. And then this is what rolled right into the education. So can you share a little bit about that? Like, when did you know it was time to pivot? When did you have the confidence to make these changes? That's such a great question. And I think my all of my pivots were really natural for me. Um, but that doesn't mean they weren't scary. So every time there was a pivot, it was like a reaction or a response to requests that I was getting from people. So I, I switched from teaching to photography because I was doing it as a hobby. And then the demand started to grow. But my time obviously stayed the same. So I couldn't do them both. And so I, I did full-time photography and then that turned into, Hey, teach me how to use my camera. And so there was a request for workshops and I knew how to teach. So I started teaching people how to use their camera. And then those people started businesses and then they wanted help with their business. And then those people started to get requests to teach and then they didn't know how to teach. So every pivot I made was really natural, but every single time I did make a pivot, it was obviously scary because I would grow in that area of my career to the point where I felt comfortable. And then I was being asked to kind of go out of my comfort zone. So that's kind of how I gauged it. But in terms of like gaining the confidence, I just had to kind of know like, 
I am well established enough to know how to do this. And I am equipped enough to know how to teach this. Um, and I have the experience to back it up. And that was kind of what like pushed that confidence, or at least like the ability to push through any insecurity and like, go for it. Yes, this is so encouraging. And I love that you mentioned, even though these pivots and these changes may have happened smoothly and organically, I love that you mentioned, but it also was scary. And I think that is so relatable because a lot of us are experiencing these growing pains and these shifts and these changes. And like, just to hear from another business owner and another successful business owner that like, it's not easy. Like, and so just like resonating with that is really important. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's so important to remember that people talk about imposter syndrome, people talk about intimidation, but these are things that like, they don't go away no matter how much time you have under your belt. Like I'm about to hit 10 years in business. And I still, every time I offer something new, I'm like, Ooh, is this the right choice? Like, I don't know. And you just kind of have to go for it. Yes. Well, please tell us more about the Creative Educator Conference. This is a passion project that you have bloomed and it is continuing to bloom and grow every single day. So I know that education, obviously, it's a passion of yours. So how did you decide that it was time to launch your first conference? And and I have to share too, Laylee, we've always preached, if you're not invited to something like create your own party. If you're not invited to the table, build your own freaking table. So like I said before, like you, you saw this whole, you saw this kind of leaky spot in our industry and you just ran towards creating an entire event. So can you share a little bit more about the, about your conference and like all that behind it? Yeah. So I, I love, I love our conference, creative educator conference. We did the first round in January. Um, we're doing round two next January. Who knows what will happen after that, but it was kind of brought to light because or brought to life because I had created a course called the Creative Educator Academy, which you are well acquainted with um, years ago. This was like, I think three 2019. So in 2019, that launched. And then my goal was always to have an in-person component. I didn't know what that was going to look like. It wasn't, I didn't know if it was going to be a conference or a retreat or what it was going to be because I had already been hosting retreats. Uh, my My retreat, the next level retreat, has been around since I think 2017 ish. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2017. You were there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, I, I love in-person stuff. I love workshops. I loved hosting workshops. I loved hosting retreats and I loved my course, but I, I love in-person the most. And so I knew there was going to be a component for that. And then 2020 came around, obviously nobody was going anywhere. So the plans got pushed and scrapped and tossed. And this past year in 2020, two, I was, I was like, okay, I think it's time. I think I want to do this. And I think we were in Florida in seaside on like a working vacation, basically like a workcation working retreat, you, me, and a couple other of our friends. And you guys really encouraged me. Like if this is something that's been on your heart and I had so many things that I wanted to see that the industry wasn't doing, I wanted to see more diversity. I wanted to see in all aspects, not just like racial, but in every aspect of diversity. Um, I wanted to see high quality education, not just lectures. I wanted to see hands-on learning and networking that was impactful and deeper than just like casual. And so I had all these ideas and you guys really encouraged me, like, go for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. And and I just, it kind of spiraled from there. And the first one went so great. I'm so excited about the second one. And, and yeah, that's kind of like the heart behind it. 
I am so proud of you. Like, I just want to take a moment and just like, just express how proud I am of you for creating the stage, for creating a space for others to be heard, for other up and coming speakers to have this opportunity. And um, because we know this, right? Like as we've been growing and we've been building our podcast and building our brand awareness and stepping on stages, like there really is no safe space to practice. There's there's really no safe space. Like we are just kind of thrown to the wolves. We see what everybody else is doing. We're encouraged to do something completely different, but you're like, what? what's going on? Like, what do I do? So I just have to pause. And, and I know a lot of times as leaders and as trailblazers, like, People look up to us, but they don't actually say like, hey, good job, because they just assume that you know that. So I just wanted to like take a moment and just say like how much I love you, how proud I am of you for for really creating this space for people to to follow their own dreams. This is so beautiful. Thank you, friend. That means so much. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of kind of like your client journey, and I want to tap into educators because I know a lot of our listeners are are like they're they're business owners, they're creatives, they're entrepreneurs. Like I have a lot of hustlers in my in my crowd. Like my people are really hard workers and we have really big hearts. So at what point do you think we should maybe offer education in our offers? Like at what point is it like, Ooh, like, I know I'm really good at something. I'm, I'm getting asked about this all the time, but like, at what point should we really start dipping into offering education? Oh, that's such a good question. And I, I mean, there are differences for everybody, but I think generally speaking, like recognizing one that you are exponentially like skilled at whatever it is that you're wanting to teach and that you're wanting to educate on. Um, and to being asked by people repeatedly or having an interest, helping people casually about this topic, whatever that topic is, noticing that like the advice that you're giving around something um, has been transformative for people and kind of seeing like, where does this casual exchange happen? And then am I prepared to monetize it? Am I prepared to add this to my offerings? And the way that I know that I'm prepared is again, this is like, I could talk about this all day, but like a few things that you could think about. Um, one thing is, do I have the time to actually dedicate to fulfilling this well? Like, for example, I see a lot of people in Facebook groups. We've probably both seen this from the day like we started where it's people saying, oh, I get asked for coffee dates. Well, this is how much I charge. And it's like, well, why are you charging somebody for a coffee date? You, you don't have the time to like prepare curriculum or a lesson plan or um, actually dive into what this person needs. So you're literally charging somebody for a friendly conversation. Like that's not helpful. That's not education. Um, <laughs> that's just hanging out and getting paid for it. Uh, so I, so like I would caution anybody before you get into it, just see like, am I willing to take this seriously? Do I have the time to take this seriously? Do I have the resources to take this seriously? Um, and then, and then, like I said, at the beginning, just knowing that like, yeah, I am qualified for this. And this is how I know it because I've been killing it on my own. Like I'm my service-based business or whatever it is that I do is like thriving. I am set. And now I can help other people thrive and become set themselves. That is so important. And I think that we need to kind of hone in on this conversation a little bit. Like, let's go a little bit deep, like deeper into this because I think there is this facade or there's this, um, like people think that when they see other photographers or other industry leaders educating and educating well, 
I don't think they realize that it's literally an entirely different business. So can we like, can we chat about that? Because I, cause I know I even personally struggle with this. So I'm speaking this from like, I, I'm I'm your student. Like, teach me, Laylee. Teach me your ways. Because seriously, because I feel like I I'm in that kind of teetering mode where it's like I'm offering education. I do one on ones. I have a couple offers. I'm working on courses. Like, I'm doing all the things. But like, I'm also a photographer at heart. Like, I still have a very thriving business. But like, where's that teetering? Like, when does that happen? Because I don't think people realize that those that are really thriving, and I mean like kicking butt, like making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not a month with their, with their course creations, they have an entire team. Like they, like this is an entirely different business. So can we like unpack that a little bit? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you, you opened up a lot of doors there that I think people need to be aware of. But I think one thing that we can kind of boil it down to is think about how long and like, the process it took you to build whatever business you're doing now, and then a lot that much time to grow your education business. It is a separate, like, yes, it's like a leg of your business. It's like one revenue stream within your overarching business. And you've already done the grunt work of like establishing your authority or establishing your reputation in a way, but you haven't established a reputation as an educator yet. So like that takes time. And it does like, how do how do you grow a team in order to make those hundreds of thousands of dollars? You grow it one person at a time, like one team member at a time. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, you know what? That that course that I just put out, well, I sold $100,000 in that course and now I have to hire 10 people. That's rare if ever does that happen. So just understanding that it's going to take time. And I always like to say like, you can do anything and everything, but you can't do it all at once. And so you have to decide, am I going to have to pull back from my currently thriving business? Like if you're a photographer, am I going to have to take less weddings this year so that I can grow my education a little bit more this year? Maybe. Or am I going to have to go back to what I did eight, nine years ago when I was working nights, weekends, lunch breaks? Is that how I'm going to make time to work on my education? You just kind of have to make all these decisions and understand that like, it's the long game. Like you are not trying to get overnight success here. Like, and if you are trying for that, you should probably stop. Yes. Oh my gosh. You, I know you guys can't see me right now, but I'm literally like, yes. Like I'm <laughs> cheering over here. I'm like, yes, lately. Like, please. Like, this is such an important message. And I think it's, it's possible and it takes time. It takes organizing. And that's one thing that you happen to be really good at too, Laylee, is and you teach, like you've you've taught at our Spark, or I believe, you know, was it United? Um, where you know you're talking about the work-life balance and you're talking about creating a calendar for you so you don't have that burnout. Yeah. So I feel like um, yeah, I think that's really important. So important, but it's also really hard. Like I don't like I do teach it, but I teach it because I've needed it so many times. So like I don't want anybody listening to this be like, this, you know what, no <laughs> thinks she knows like how to no, it's like a forever workflow. Like you have to constantly be aware of it. So yes. Oh my goodness. Well, one thing that we can absolutely agree on is that we are workshopaholics. We love conferences. We love we love teaching, but we also are sponges and we always love learning. And so I kind of want to direct the conversation to what is your advice for someone that has an education 
overload. So they have been, you know, they sign up for all the webinars and they are, you know, attending all these conferences and these workshops. And we all know that high after we feel like, especially after going to spark or after your conference, like all these, all these opportunities, we just, woo, we just want to like burn everything down and start over. But I feel like a lot of us are stuck in this ideation mode. So what is your advice for someone that just needs to take action. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a, I feel like this is like all of us all the time on TikTok, on Instagram, scrolling in person at conferences. We get these like really exciting jolts of like lightning and energy and inspiration and motivation. And then when it's time to actually create, instead of creating, we go back to consuming because it's like the safe place to be excited. And it's like the safe place to be inspired. But instead of actually creating anything, we're just in a cycle of consumption, constantly consuming other people's content and never creating our own. And you're really good about overcoming this with like content creation. But like, for me, I can easily recognize it by the fact that like, oh, I haven't posted anything on any platform in like three months, but I know everything that's going on in everybody else's business because I'm, I consume too much. So a tip to kind of overcome that if you're, if it's like an in-person thing, like if you come to the conference or to go to any conference, um, I would say like, give yourself a few days afterward to kind of be excited hash out what you want to do. And then you've got to implement something like implement one thing, two things right away. Stop thinking so much about them and actually make an action like move forward. And then the same kind of tip for if you're at home and you're not in person, but you're constantly consuming social media, stop, like put your phone down, just draw some hard boundaries and stop consuming content until you've created stop consuming until you've created something. And then you can go back to consuming casually and like with better boundaries. Oh my goodness. Amen. Like we all need to hit repeat. So in case you ever feel like you're self-sabotaging yourself, kind of like subconsciously, right? Like you mm-hmm. were doing this because, you know, and that's always been my thing. I'm scrolling for eye candy. I'm I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. And you it's know, my job. <laughs> yes, it's my job to be on social media. I remember going yeah. to my old high schools and middle schools back in my hometown and I would do like on those career days. Right. And I literally would start the conversation with like, did you know, it's my job to be on Facebook. And you know, like 10 years ago, that was really cool, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I always default to, I'm doing market research. I'm learning, I'm learning the trends. I'm learning this. But guess what? Like we do not like we cannot afford the time to like just sit on our butts and scroll for days if we're not creating that income or creating that business. And it's we need to get out of the consuming mode and get more into that creation mode. So thank you for for mentioning that. Yeah, I mean, I get stuck in it, too. So. Yes, (laughs) it's very easy to do that. So, okay. So I love this like little client like journey we have going on here. So they have, you know, maybe someone is ready to pivot. Um, They're educating themselves. Like they're, they're tapping into your resources. And uh, now it's time maybe for someone to take the stage. Like maybe they already have their offers created and they just want to build a bunch of brand awareness. Can you walk us through some tips um, for taking the stage, getting your, your business well-known, like tell us more about what you would do if you were starting from scratch today. Oh my gosh. Such a good question. There are so many things you can do. Um, honestly, I think there's nothing, as you mentioned, we are both super into like showing up in person. And I think 
the best return I've ever seen in my business has been like showing up and becoming a speaker, um, taking the stage, whether it's, I mean, doesn't even have to be like the main stage breakout sessions at conferences, you know, even podcasts, virtual summits. If you can't get in person, um, starting a podcast, guest appearances on podcasts like this one, all of these things I think really build in not only just like establishing you as the authority in whatever it is that you do, but also bringing more awareness to who you are by branching out into these other audiences. Like, for example, there are several conferences that I've never been to that I'm speaking at this year. And I don't know anybody there. Like I might know one person if it's like another speaker or the host, um, but I'm going to win next week. And I know three people total. And I'm, I mean, it can be scary, but like, those are all brand new eyes now on like the things that I love to teach and the things that I love to help people succeed in. And now they're getting their eyes on me and we're getting to connect. And so they're going to be able to quickly understand if they can trust me or not, which they can, hopefully they'll know that. Um, and you know, they'll be able to kind of like come alongside me and see what it is that I do. And then if they want to invest in me in the future, they, they've already established like this great connection with me. So just putting yourself out there as the authority that you are. And of course, this is like easy to say, it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. It takes hearing no a lot of the times. Um, I mean, providing resources for speakers is something that we are trying really hard to do this year um, and in the past couple of years, but we're really, really doubling down on it because we just see the value in showing up well and in getting on these platforms. So that's, that's what I would suggest doing is like, just get yourself out there. Once you're ready, like don't jump the gun. We've got to get that content ready. We got to know that we're the expert. We have to be self-aware, but once that's all in place, then being able to show up and be like, this is who I am. This is why I'm great at this. And here's how, and then show them how you are amazing. Yes. Well, that's really inspiring because I feel like you do have to start somewhere. Right. And, um, I love that you mentioned like in person, like that to me is where the magic happens. Like, like I love that our friendship has developed from like Hope Taylor's workshop. What was it? 10 years ago. Like, it's just insane. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe eight years ago, but it was a long time ago. And, and then looking at all the other connections that we've made since then, right? Like all the other opportunities and all of these people. And I feel like there's, there's also too, so much beauty in while you're making this pivot or while you're making this transition, like So for example, anytime I would go to workshops or I would go to conferences and I was posting about it, I was creating content about those events. I had so many of my either past or current brides cheering me on. They're like, go Kiwi, like there's our (laughs) photographer. Like she's the best. Like they were, I mean, they were just like DMing me these things, you know, or they were sharing them on Facebook or something. But like, so if you're maybe in a position where you're like, oh gosh, like I don't, like maybe you're nervous to attend these conferences because you want your clients to think you already know everything. (laughs) Like, like I challenge you to like not have that mindset because you don't know what you don't know. And your best friends, like your soul sisters are on the other side of that plane ticket (laughs) or like wherever we are. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, and I think that's awesome too, because I think people too, we can get so caught up in our everyday and people don't know like what our struggles are. Like we can talk to our sisters, we can talk to our friends, but they're often not experiencing what we're experiencing. So to put yourself in these rooms is like, that's where you're going to find your people. 
yeah, absolutely. I feel like our whole like friend group, our industry friend group with you and I and a couple other people, like we really grew and we came together by consistently going to things. Like we, we met at a workshop and then we reunited like annually for the past like eight years. Like there's, we didn't go a year without seeing each other and that's pretty rare and it's hard to show up, but it's, I think so important. Yes. It's all about these connections. Yeah. So what would you say? Um, and I have it on my notes here. I forgot this question. I want to ask you. (laughs) So what are some mistakes? So I love hearing about the, like, okay, here's a game plan. Here's some action. Like let's make, you know, a checklist. I love checklists. Um, but maybe what are a couple of mistakes that you've seen creatives and educators do that you wish you could like (laughs) unick? I think I just made that up. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Um, There's a lot of mistakes. Honestly, like I try to keep it positive, but let's be real. Like there's a ton of mistakes that people make out there. Number one, I mean, you can't be afraid of making these mistakes, by the way. And if you've made any of these that I'm going to say, like, this is not something you can't come back from. But um, mistake number one, I think is once you get into educating, you mentioned this already in a certain way, but like thinking that you're done learning just because you're teaching. I invest a lot of money annually in my education. And in fact, the more established I've become as a leader, as a thought leader, as an educator, as a course creator, as a speaker, as a speaking coach, I give more money every year to other coaches now um, because I make more money and I can turn around and invest more money. The more I'm learning, the better equipped I am to help other people level up. So um, mistake number one is thinking you're done. Another mistake I see a lot of people make is um, thinking that they have to appear like they know and can do everything. Um, There's nothing wrong with admitting when you don't know something rather than giving wrong information just to seem like you know what's up. Like, I am never ashamed in a coaching call with a client to say like, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that. I will either figure it out and then get back to you or I will recommend somebody that you can continue to work with if it's out of our scope of work. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing, we can't know everything. We're not chat GPT. Like we're not AI. Like we are, and and it's better that we're not because we're better equipped to actually help people. But we need to be able to admit when we don't know everything. And then the biggest mistake I think I see people making is jumping the gun and not realizing that like you only get one shot at a reputation And if you start off on the wrong foot by like charging for coffee dates that you have no business charging for or being unprepared or putting out like a really lackluster course that doesn't help anybody, that's your reputation and you've kind of blown it. Like it's word gets around, you know? So you want to make sure that you're like prepared before taking on a new reputation and building up, building that up in your new, in your new industry and in your current industry. Mm-hmm. That was I a lot. Love, no, I think these are so helpful. And I almost, so I have this little download of this little thought bubble come through with your last mistake. And I think a lot of people, and I've just, I mean, yeah, we always want to be so positive around here, but sometimes we just have to say it like it is, right? And this is your yeah. thing, your podcast. So here's the thing, let me tell you, right? <laughs> and so I'm going to just drop that in for us. Um, but I think a lot of times we are so bombarded, like going back to scrolling, going back to consuming and in that comparison game, that, and I'm only speaking from my own experience, oftentimes people see what others are doing and they want to jump on those bandwagons. Like they want to do that. And so I feel like it's really important to share right this second that 
it's okay to give yourself time and space to, to truly thrive. And I mean, like get your business on autopilot, like get your, get your, um, service-based business just rocking and killing it that if you, so then when it is time to step away, like you already have that income, you have that safety net, you have that security, like you mentioned before, you have that authority and it just makes things a lot easier and profitable when you actually can put the time in, gain all that experience and then like take that leap of faith. I feel like oftentimes looking back at my timeline, I was quick to switch things up, right? Like I was a family photographer for so long then I got into weddings and then after weddings, I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach this. And so I quickly went into that. And then now I'm onto the next thing with content and branding shoots. Like it can be a cycle of death or it could be like a roadmap to success, like however you like space that out. So I just had to share that really fast. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I totally agree. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, Laylee. So in closing, I feel like you've given us a lot of information and I love just your, like your realness, your legitness and your sassiness is my favorite. Um, so do you have any key tips for us? Like a key tip for creatives and speakers that you would love to share with us? Yeah, I think um, if I could share one key tip, it would be don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of rejection. Know yourself, know your worth, know your expertise, and then just move forward and just give it your best shot. Like what's the worst that could happen? Oh, that's a good one. And such a great little mic drop moment for us today. <laughs> so Laylee, how can all of my friends and all of our listeners find you? Because I know they're going to want to stay close. They're going to want to tap into your resources and all of your education. So where can we find you? Yeah, um, I'm over on Instagram at Laylee underscore Imadi, or you can join my newsletter over on my website, LayleeImadi.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Laylee. I really, really Thanks appreciate you. This is so fun. Everybody, you guys are so lucky to have Kiana in your corner. She's the best. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I love you. Have a good day. I am beyond thankful for this connection and all of the incredible friendships, connections, and relationships that I have built since meeting Laylee. I want you to know if you're listening that your Laylee is out there. She is one risk away from buying that plane ticket investing in the next educational opportunity, hiring that mentor or coach. Your Laylee is out there and I want to encourage you to show up for them, for yourself and for your business. Thank you so much, Laylee. I am so grateful for you and look forward to growing, stepping up in those next levels and unlocking our limitless potential. Love you so much. Have a great day. Okay, bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Kiana Marie Weekly. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. You can find the resources and show notes for this episode and more at kianamarie.com slash podcast. I'd be honored if you'd show your support by leaving a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on dancing.